Hello, and welcome to Yolf, You Only Live Forever podcast. I am your host, Daniel. And I'm your other host, Jonathan. In this episode, we're going to be discussing proofs and evidence for God's existence. So, Jonathan, would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? You know, I think I'll go first. All right, tell me yours. All right, first thing I want to go over for sure is it's like, a lot of people have this idea that, you know, how Christianity started is that the apostles lied about Jesus's resurrection and created a hoax so that they can become famous and rich and all that. But the evidence doesn't point to so. Here's why. First, the apostles, things about the apostles, we're getting right into it. How they acted and what they testi- what their testimony about Jesus doesn't line up if they lied because if they lied about the resurrection of christ first of all they i highly doubt a bunch of first century jewish peasants would have been able to not only steal the body from the tomb that was being guarded by heavily trained and armed roman soldiers somehow move the giant boulder out of the way and then steal the to- and steal the body to never be found even by archaeologists to this day yeah that just doesn't happen. That's not, I'm not going to believe something like that because it's possible. Rather, we got to look to the evidence. What does the evidence say? Well, let's take a look. First, the apostles were died and were persecuted for what they said about Jesus. And now, that doesn't, if you study psychology, if you study Watergate, for example, people, you learn that people don't die for what they know that is a lie, especially if they're the ones that came up with it. Because the things about the apostles, they had everything to lose, but nothing to gain from their testimony about Jesus. They, they died brutal deaths. The upside down cross, that's a symbol of St. Peter, who didn't believe he, desi- he deserved to die the same way Jesus did. So he has to be crucified upside down, and they fulfilled his wish. And I just say that the, that the apostles, even if they did lie about it, where's the body of Jesus? We would have found it already. We have archaeologists surfing Israel and, and that whole region, matter of fact, looking. And guess what? Out of After hundreds of years, no one has found it. I wonder why. Maybe because it's not on Earth. But, yeah, I know. Because the thing is, is it's like the apostles, how they acted and what they did, how they died. And we know the apostles existed. We have, this, we have like the Catholic Church, for example, has bishops and priests that date back all the way to, that are anointed by others that date back all the way to the apostles. And we got good evidence of this too. And on top of that, we even have, we even have a many hundreds, thousands eyewitness testimony. Jesus wasn't a miracle that only 12 people saw. No, 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 no. Jesus was seen by thousands of people. He healed hundreds, maybe even thousands of people. But, you know, that's just the thing. Some pe- If you don't believe Jesus actually existed, that is a standpoint of ignorance. But I understand where you're coming from if you don't believe in his resurrection. What do you think about that, Dan? I think that's a pretty good point. And not only did these people decide to die for what would otherwise be a lie, they decided to go in probably one of the worst ways possible, like some were stoned, Peter was crucified, uh, mm-hmm. the crucifixion was insanely painful, 
It's so painful no. that we even came with our own word for it. Excruciating. And exactly. it, it's like, it wasn't good to be a Christian back then. Like, it was seen the same way as um, very extreme political ideologies these days. Christianity was a off-break or a very extreme off-break of Judaism. It made no point to be a Christian. Oh, yeah. And it's just that it's just that how the apostles acted, how they were, who they were around, and how they spoke, it was just... I mean, they can't, they, there's no evidence, nor eyewitness testimony, or, like, like, proof at all that the apostles lied, or that they even, that they never existed. Of course, we know that they existed, but the proof said, the evidence says that they were not lying, because, I mean, if you look at just how they lived, and you observed who they were, you would know. They weren't liars. They were, they genuinely believed in Christ and because they met Christ and they knew Christ. So you got to understand that, that Jesus, if the apostles, with the amount of evidence we get from not only eyewitness testimony, but the apostles, is that apparent? We know Jesus existed and Jesus didn't just show himself to a couple of people. No, 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 no. He showed himself to 500 people in, and uh, including the 12 apostles, Mary Magdalene and Mary Mother of Jesus or aka Mary Mother of God and and the thing is is it's just if you read throughout the whole New Testament the the four gospels Matthew, Mark, Luke and John you can see that Matthew, Mark, Luke and John never never put together there they never conspired on their books they their books were written individually not all together by one author or they never like got in a room with with each with all four of each other and were like okay my book says this i'm going to take that from your book no 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 it wasn't like that but their books are different but say the same things but some cover points some cover in errors like john will write something that matthew or mark didn't write but luke wrote as well but then maybe matthew writes something that that uh mark covered but um let's say luke and john didn't cover so it's just that we know that how these books are written and on top of that how the apostles lived the eyewitness testimony of jesus that he was a real man who really walked the earth but the question for most atheists is did he resurrect what do you think about that, Dan? Yeah, it's, uh, it adds on to your first thing. Uh, and more about the Gospels, actually. So Bible scholars actually divide uh, the four Gospels into two main sections or two main groups. There's the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And then there's John, the outlier. Now, you might be thinking that, ooh, contradictions. No, not exactly. It's just Matthew, Mark, and Luke just drop remarkably similar stuff, which is crazy if they didn't collaborate. That means it must mm -hmm. have happened. It would take so much effort to fabricate that and have like three di completely different writing styles have the same details. John's the outlier, but he has some information that they missed, for example, and they have a lot of information that he missed. So yeah, that's a great point about the existence of God. It would just be so hard to fabricate given everything.
and not only that, people have this idea that the Bible can be and is corrupted over time. Oh, it it's corrupted because uh, somebody, it, how easy would it be while they were translating it for somebody to just come in and say, hey, you know, I'm, let's change this. Let's change this word to this. Ha ha ha. Uh, look at me. Uh, this is such a good idea. But in reality, how difficult it would have been to truly fabricate the, not just the Bible, the whole New Testament in general. First things you'd have to go through. First, if they did fabricate something, they would have to have had everybody, every Christian like in existence at the time to have agreed on it. Everybody would have had to agree on it, which we obviously know that's not happening. And then on top of that, after and on, on top of that, the Word of God, it, it says in our Bible, you cannot add or remove from the Word of God. And if you did change the Word of God, the only people who would even have the kind of power to change the Bible would be would be Christians. And it's a very it's a very to us a very blasphemous thing to do to change our holy text. So. Yeah. It not, is. Uh, so truly, and it's like we can't we and another reason I know our Bible is not corrupted is because people have this idea, oh, it's a game of te telephone, it's a translation of 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 a translation. You're thinking you're kind of to have this idea that that somebody that people didn't don't speak more than one than two languages translators don't speak more than two languages it's a common thing in most parts of the world that some people speak even like three or four languages but even in modern day so who isn't to say that somebody who's translating this who's translating let's say uh let's say one manuscript into another language who says that that translate who says that that translator who translates that, another translator who ends up translating that manuscript that has been translated has probably also not only speaks that language, but if they there's a good chance that they speak the original language of what it was or can understand the original language so they know. So because to translate a book, you don't go off of the other translation. You go off of the original source and then, and then you translate it into another language, but you can use other translations as reference yeah. and or... And if actually, no most people don't know this, but we actually have a lot of the original or very recent sources that were, could have been hard to corrupt. I don't know if we really have the original, but our New Testament is based off of, or the modern day New Testament, not the King James. But that's a whole nother episode, is all the translations and stuff. But, like, it's basically, and yeah, some of these are corrupted, but how do we know which ones to use? We know it because of all the other translations. The corrupted one differs. We have more than one version of the Bible, guys. It's And no, it's not just, oh, King James or NASB. It's, no, this Greek versus that Greek. And, for, and different books are different levels of corrupted on different ones, and we take the best ones using different uh, scriptures. Just as uh, in the Bible, as you're reading, the best way is to have scripture corroborate scripture, it's have the best translations be cooperated by other translations. What do you think and about one, that? And one thing is, is that a lot of people say, I don't believe that Jesus existed because of the lack of historical evidence. The thing is, there, there's a huge flaw, 
fluke in that logic. First of all, you would have to throw away most historical figures from that time period if Jesus isn't enough. Oh, that's Within, so true, though. It's true. I know. Let me tell you this, dude. It's like, just listen to this. This is crazy. Within a, within a 150-year time period, only 10 people wrote about Caesar. Only pe- Tiberius Caesar. Only 10 people wrote about him. Ooh, but Tiberius a, Caesar? Yeah. Oh. And within a 150-year period, 42 people wrote about Jesus. Yeah. And he must have been notable just, then. Very notable. I mean, probably one of, if not the most notable. He's probably person. the most famous person in the world, honestly. Oh, yeah. Let's be honest. Who doesn't know Jesus? Everybody kind of talks about, oh, what happens if somebody's never met and has never been introduced to Jesus? Now, I'm not going to say that that's never happened before. I'm sure it happens somewhere, but I think that I think that most, if not everybody, knows Jesus or has at least heard his name before. You know? Yeah. Everybody. Everybody's heard someone. And, like, there's a couple of people who haven't, like, the North Sentinel Island people, but, like... Of course. Yeah. It is written that God is a fair and a just judge. So I'm sure if they never had the ability to ever learn about Jesus, God isn't going to hold them accountable for something that was not their fault. Of course, of course. They never straight up rejected Jesus. They just never, sadly, had the opportunity to learn about him. Yeah, and, and I mean, our point being here, how can a how can such a famous person, uh, be a liar, or even worse, not even exist? How could Jesus not exist? He has been wrote about more times than any other person of his time. Like, mm-hmm. how is he not a thing? Oh, you think Julius Caesar exists? Why? Because a couple of people wrote about him, and a lot of people heard about him, right? Exactly, just like Jesus. You yeah, know? and it's like. And that's another thing is it's like I'm not going to believe some guy named Julius Caesar is the king of Rome. It was the king of Rome at one point because some guy named well, Julius emperor, Caesar but yeah, king of Rome. Emperor, king, potato, potato. The thing is, my point Historians is Historians would like to know your location. <laughs> but the main thing is, is that when it comes to when it comes to like Julius Caesar, for example, we have to understand that these pe- that a lot of people from his time, it was eyewitness testimony on how we know that Julius Caesar was an emperor of Rome because Julius Caesar at the because Julius Caesar, many people were under his rule and saw and can confirm, yes, this dude was for sure the emperor of Rome. So that's how we know and that's another thing same then same thing goes for jesus these are uh these people these people are from a very similar time period so it's like you have to understand that not only do we have just because some eyewitnesses saw said they saw jesus doesn't make them any less credible than the eyewitnesses who say they saw julius caesar they are all eyewitnesses and what does an eyewitness have to gain from lying about a witness Nothing. Exactly. And lying about Julius Caesar would not even get you punished. Like, the apostles faced huge things if they were to be Christian back then. But somebody that talked about a Roman emperor back then, like, yeah, people would be like, you fool, but nothing else. What do you think and about I, that? I, I think that's, I think it's fascinating because when it comes down to the the thing about Jesus is that Jesus, this isn't a oh, did Jesus um, even exist in the first place? No, 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 no. There's too much evidence for that. 
question is, did he resurrect? And I would beg the differ, yes, because why? Because first of all, I mean, of course, the uh, like I've mentioned earlier, the apostles, the eyewitnesses, he showed himself to 500 people after being resurrected. And people, some people bring up the idea hallucination. Now, first of all, we got to understand. Okay, that's just hallucinate. hilarious. How can people hallucinate freaking Jesus's existence? I really want to see somebody actually say that. <laughs> no, uh, it was they think that he they were hallucinating the uh, the Jesus like showing himself. Like they, some people think, okay, the apostles were just hallucinating. <laughs> what they... did they have like acid back then or something? Like I don't know. That's such apostles... a joke. The, the apostles would have had the money for it if they did what the heck man bro hey peter try this dmt oh there's jesus he's right there i'm sorry i should be making fun of him on a christian podcast no, no no we're not it's no we're just pointing out the the fluke of logic that a lot of people who are who don't who don't who are too ignorant to look at the evidence of jesus believe. yeah the hey because hey dear listener if you believe that the apostles were hallucinating Give us a call and ask us a question and challenge us. Oh, hold on. I'm about to get on that right now because, first of all, we got to understand how hallucinations work. Yeah, let's, let's see this. Unless you are tripping on hard drugs, I don't think you're going to – you're not going to hallucinate something as complex. And even the apostles thought they saw – they were – even the apostles, it says it, says it in, I believe I – mean, I believe it's Matthew. One second. Even the apostles thought that they were seeing a ghost, or that they were that even they were seeing. They liter- it literally says that. And Jesus, because he's God and God's all knowing, knew that knows their minds and knows their hearts. And he said, and he told them, if I am, if I am not, and he told them to put their fingers in the nail holes in his hands and to feel around. And if you understand anything about hallucinations, that's not how they work. You can't physically interact with the hallucination. But not not only just within well, some uh, really complicated ones. Like I okay, actually that's not entirely true. Um, if you're on like DMT, then you'll like see like creatures apparently, some weird like entities, and I don't know if you can interact with them or not because I've never done uh, DMT before. But I've heard people interact with them. Now that being said, the apostles were clearly not on DMT, so it's not <laughs> that's not possible. But I'm just saying, sometimes hallucinations, you can interact with them. But the truth is, it, if mul- it's nearly impossible for multiple people to have the same exact hallucination and interact in the same exact way. So your point is still valid. It's just, I thought I would say that. Oh yeah, that's fine. And well, we have to just look at the evidence of what is what was ha- what happened is because I'm not going to believe something because it's a possibility. I'm going to believe what the evidence points to. What does the evidence point to? The evidence points to it was quite highly unlikely for the apostles to have owned a bong in the first century. Yeah, that <laughs> could have possibly had get had them tripping so hard. That they halluc- they they had a crazy hallucination where they were even able to physically interact with Jesus. All twelve of them, and plus you can't account. And I, I guess all those five hundred people that Jesus also showed himself to were also uh, tripping hard on. Yeah, they the must same- have dropped like a canister of gas on them or something. Yeah, must have, man. I mean, you know, they had those in the first century. Yeah, but that's just the thing is that I know now that 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 argument is just 
out the window. It, it doesn't it go, get, get any. Thanks, whoever proposed that argument for being funny. <laughs> Anyways, but what you think? What you think about that? Oh, I think I think it's a great point. All right, so that's all for that, right, Jonathan? Do you have anything else to say? Got anything else? Uh, yeah, no, I got nothing else on that. So next up, by the way, if you guys want to uh, challenge that view at the end of the show, I will have an email that you can email to mail in a question or a challenge. Anyways, next up is my proof for God or my evidence. So this is a little bit different than his. So my thing is basically I'm proving that Genesis 1 is divinely inspired, okay? If Genesis 1 is divinely inspired... That darn well near proves that God exists, right? All right, let's get into this. So, Genesis 1, probably one of the most famous religious sayings ever, let there be light. This clearly establishes the creation of the universe and light. Um, so, yeah. By the way, um, the days, really no Christian says, okay, uh, the universe was actually created in five days, right, Jonathan? Like, I've never really yeah. heard somebody seriously think that, unless they're, like, kids, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, this is 13 point... Young... What? What are they called again? They're called, like, young world creationists? What are they called? Yeah, young earth creationists. Really, the only people that think that the earth was created in five days are younger creationists, and, and moving on. So, first off, let there be light. This is the creation of the universe of 13.8 billion years ago, Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, this basically lines up with science. I mean, there's not much to contradict here. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. saying, say hi to universe. Next up is the vault of water. So, this is where it might get a little bit complicated. So, a lot of different uh, biblical scholars have different uh, opinions on what this is. I believe that the vault of water is the formation of water molecules and other simple uh, molecules from uh you know from subatomic from like quarks turning into subatomic particles turning into basic elements turning into basic molecules this is the creation of basic elements in the universe this corroborates science Af- shortly after the universe was created there was only like very basic particles called elementary particles i think that eventually became protons neutrons and electrons which eventually formed into atoms. And so this is talking about the first ever water molecules, you know, H2O. And since an H2O is actually very simple, it's just two hydrogen and one oxygen, which happen to be some of the first elements ever created in the universe. So shortly after the universe was created, shortly being billions of years, of course, you know, uh, there was water. So this is the vault of water. And I think the sky in this passage is actually talking about space between the two water. These waters are separate. They're not all connected. Next up... What? Oh, no, no, nothing. All right. Um, Next up is the water is gathered in one place and dry land. This is the formation of Earth. Now, we've already gone through more than half of history right now we are about nine billion years ahead of let there be light this is the earth being formed and eventually at the time of this day quote quote the earth was pangea one huge supercontinent 
and there was basically one huge gigantic ocean and one huge continent. So yeah, this is water gathered in one place. And next up, huh? Oh, nothing, nothing. Okay. And next up, we have let the land produce vegetation. The first forms of life on Earth were not plants, but actually archaea, I think. I might be wrong. But either way, it was some sort of single-celled organism that eventually evolved into being plants over maybe a billion years, maybe a couple hundred million. I don't know. But whatever it is, it started out with single-celled organisms and became plants. Uh, pretty much every scientist I've heard has said something around that. This is evolution. That's right. Genesis cooperating evolution. I never thought that I would say that, but here it is. Um, next up is let there be lights in the vault of the sky. So here's actually the atmosphere like about 200 million years ago ish, 300 million years ago was very smoggy until that day. And then it went away. The smog eventually dissipated out over millions of years to have a clear sky and boom you have lights or stars in the sky so the stars were actually created before earth but there's a smoggy atmosphere that blocked uh the it from being seen hypothetically and next up after that is let the water team with living creatures so plant life started in the ocean basically everyone agrees on that eventually this plant life in the ocean became plant life on land very slowly and then eventually the plant life in the ocean evolved in some plant life at least evolved into being animals or at least uh other single-celled organisms evolved into animals the whole point here is basically life evolved into animals or simple animals underwater in the ocean and science cooperates that like basically there was animals that came after plants you know that since animals are more complicated after that let the land produce living creatures according to their kind so this means that life on land evolved to be animals and the key word there's also a cool word here according to their kind so you might be thinking what is a kind well i think what it's trying to say is an evolutionary line so for example the primate kind, you know, like it, mm-hmm. it became through the process of speciation, a ton of species today, but they were all one kind back then. So the kind is a way to explain the evolutionary line. So after uh, God, so after the other life evolved into animals on the land, God created humans on the sixth day. So how do I know that animals did not evolve into, did not evolve into humans? So Here's how I know that, because the voicing of the scripture is different. For example, when it comes to um, creating the plants, for example, it says, let the land produce vegetation. It's not saying I or he created the vegetation. It says, let the land produce vegetation. So that implies evolution. However, uh, however, mankind is, let us make mankind into our image. Let us. So they, interestingly plural, they, 
are making mankind in their image. Now, whether he actively created us, as in just created Adam and Eve, or just had a specific species evolve into eventually Adam and Eve, I don't know. But whatever it is, God played an active role in making us who we are. So it's clear that humans were actively created, and uh, animals, plants, archaea, whatever, every other sort of life is left to evolution. And this is why you could have evolution and creation, because for humans, they were actively created, and for everything else, they weren't. Now, you might be wondering, really? You're just saying this. How is it true? So... We know that God is. We know that God is real now. I mean, with Jonathan's proof and with uh, my proof, outlying most of science's stuff, except for the part where animals evolved into humans. Science says that's a thing, but Christians don't, or at least uh, most Christians don't. But so, and how can two things, two contradictory things, be true? It's and in both cases. Two contradictory things cannot be true. Can be true if they if they correlate with each other and do not contradict. But A and B cannot be true if they both contradict, because then C will come in and say that it's true when it contradicts both B and A. So we have to so we have to find out where does it not contradict, and that is the truth in both yeah. sides. And to be honest, like we've proven that we've proven that you know evolution is a thing we know it but i have yet to see actual things i mean i've seen older humans but i've actually never seen somebody say this is our common ancestor mm-hmm. like i've never seen a skull of our common ancestor like yeah sure it, it kind of looked like more of a monkey than or whatever i don't or some sort of primate than a human but it was still a human. Like, it wasn't a primate that came from it. So, we know that it was created actively by God. So, TLDR, um, evolution is a thing. And Genesis even corroborates it for plants yeah. and animals. But humans were created actively by God. And that explains Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve are Not- real people. That explains why macroevolution is a thing, but it is. But the theory of human evolution isn't exactly the most stable, and that what the main thing they got going for it is macroevolution. But with this idea, it do, that isn't necessarily a contradicting point, but it ex, it more explains it. Yeah. So yeah, and honestly, like, if there's any challenges to this theory, go ahead and send us a thing. Uh, anything else you got, Jonathan? Uh, I think I do actually take a look at this. Um, now, one thing I definitely want to look at, uh, because we're on the topic of evolution, is the logical aspect of how we are as humans. First of all, if we were, let's let's say, this is a huge accident, mind you. The Big Bang theory was created by um, a Catholic. Was it a bishop or a priest? Dan? A priest. A priest, and that theory was more how the universe came into play but it doesn't disprove it doesn't disprove god at all 
So the thing is, though, but let's just say, let's just say that there is no God. Somehow we are all a big accident. We are just some random tadpole that crawled out of a mud pile billions and billions of years ago somehow. And over a thousand, uh, sorry, millions and millions of years of evolution, we somehow became so complicated. How? How? thing is, is it's like where do we get specifically our morality how if with this idea that morality is subjective what makes what makes a uh, TLDR what makes a rapist a real what makes a rapist a bad person because every what stops what makes because in that rapist's eyes what if that's a good thing that they're doing because morality is subjective and life is ultimately meaningless if that's the case, then why shouldn't every why shouldn't I kill my neighbor, TLDR, if they do something to upset me? Why shouldn't I go commit every crime under the sun because life is meaningless? If we are just accidents, what makes us not pri like just primal in primal instinct based animals like every other creature on earth? Every other creature on earth has three main motives. It's eat, reproduce, and survive. That is their core thing. But as humans, where do we get a desire to create music? Where do we get the desire to want to feel a love that isn't just reproductive love? Where do we get the desire to feel like a genuine care for somebody who's close to us? Where do we get the idea that we're that we are all born with? That if somebody murders somebody else, that that is bad. That, oh, you shouldn't murder that person. Why not? Morality is subjective, isn't it? It's it's all meaningless in the end. So we're all just going to go back to the fertilizer pit. So That's why? so true, though. Like, yeah, okay. Like, life is meaningless. There's no God, right? So what makes Hitler such a bad person? Yeah, he causes exactly. suffering of 5 million Jews, okay? So under the Christian definition, he's an absolutely terrible person because... Like, you know, he caused so much suffering for people, right? Mm -hmm. And causing suffering for people is generally considered a bad thing, according to morality. And killing people is generally considered a bad thing. And, yeah, I mean, and now, under the atheist definition, he basically got away unpunished with it. Yeah, exactly. And That's, also, you might, I know not... what some of some listeners might be thinking. They might be thinking, but there's other religions that have done it before Christianity, and Christianity copied it. Well, um, I just gotta say this. There's only, Christians believe there's only one God. So, what if that one God's law was written on these ancient religions' hearts before they discovered him, and before he showed himself? Because, mind you, even Israel started out with multiple gods, but eventually the one true God, Yahweh, showed his existence and showed his dominance, and then only Yahweh was worshipped. So God yeah, didn't show himself, himself to, until he later. revealed himself to Abraham, and then that, and yeah. then Abraham and informed all the other Israelites about Yahweh, the one true God, who is who was the God of the Israelites, God of the Jews, and God of the Christians. Yeah, it's and like, here's the thing: it's that one thing you have to look at is the complexity of our designs. Look at it. We got we got exactly five fingers with opposable thumbs, so we can grab stuff, build stuff, open things. You know. Yeah, sure, monkeys have those too, but just, just listen up. We also, here's the thing, we also not only have an innate conscience, an innate morality system that we naturally know, also one thing on your point earlier, actually, before I continue, Dan, is that 
a lot of earlier religions are mythology, while things like Judaism, Christianity, and Islam are theology. So a lot, a lot of other things were created before by man as a mythology. That's that's the underlying factor of what mythology is, like such as like Greek mythology, like Zeus and all that. And then we got theology, which claims that it is not of man, but it's of God. So we have to we have to see like what the earth that what the earliest theological religions are. Now I'm sure I can find that out with a quick Google search. But I mean, it's My, like they used to be considered religions, just like Christianity. But it's clear that they're not true. I mean, when's the last time we saw evidence of Zeus? You know, like it's basically the no only evidence. god with evidence is the Abrahamic god. And this goes for, and this is just the one thing is, is that. We have to really understand that, oh, oh, well, humans just came into existence on, on accident. If, they, if humans were really made with an intent purpose, then, then, then normally that's when they bring up evolution. But the thing is, another thing is, is of course, our minds and our hearts, we have, we have minds and hearts that can think and feel unlike animals. Only a rational being can create a rational creation. An unrational being cannot create an irrational creation. That it just does not work like that. Evolution gives the opportunity to help a species advance in their environment and to advance for survival, reproductive, or hunting purposes. But humans, we have we have thoughts we understand music we have feelings we cry we rejoice we la we laugh have you we laugh we have fun we have hobbies there's the, each human is different and we have something different that interests us and you're telling me that's all an accident and on top of all that if if i look at our complex designs our two our if you look at our like how our brain works like how the how the immune system works is crazy but now of course i know animals have immune systems but have you ever i don't know if you if listeners but if you've ever ever had a sick dog before you know most of the time they do not live but humans on the other hand unless it's something really terminally ill like cancer most uh, there's a, a lot of the time your average common cold or flu will be survived from or you will survive and that's just the thing is that we got to really look at our complex designs, our mind, specifically our minds and our hearts, but everything else is still very complex. If I, if I took you to Mount Rushmore one day and I said, huh, you know, that's really cool how the water just over time just really eroded the mountain like that. Huh. You know, I think that's George Washington up there. Huh. Oh, is that, is that good old Abe up there? No, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. A, such a complex design requires a creator, a, wa a watch, a watch that has such complex design. A watch cannot be formed in nature naturally, like a, like a wristwatch specifically, cannot be formed in nature unless it has a watch maker who made it, who made every little gear, every hand in it. And it's too complex of a design for there isn't no wristwatch plant that just grows it. No, it requires a creator because it is a complex design. Humans require a creator because we are a complex design 
and God's greatest creation. Yeah, oh, yeah, says. yeah. And you're right. Now, I'm, there's actually a very common argument to that one, and it is, oh, um, oh, okay. Well, cool. Look at this evolution. We evolved into this. Well, I'm going to challenge that today, and I'm going to say that. Like, why are we the only intelligent species in the world? Why are we the only species of this intelligence? Like, even one of the dumbest humans is more smart than one of the smartest primates in the world. I mean, like, why? And also, like, natural selection. Evolution, first off, is natural selection times a million. There's no reason for organisms to evolve for any other reason. And natural selection is only caused when basically a species dies because it can't get food. Because better species are taking all the food. So, mm-hmm. like, how does that lead from, like, dumb animals, like primates, to humans? I mean, yeah, we got how smarter for hunting. But, like, the human mind that gives us our innate value we have such complex minds it's it's what separates us from every animal and as god and as it's written in the bible god created humans to rule the earth do dinosaurs rule the earth no absolutely not they're freaking dumb no they're dumb they are primal instinct only they don't have a conscience they don't feel the same way that humans can feel they can't understand the same way humans can understand also Mind you, mind you also, get this, even though humans are like some of the only species with a conscience, if not the only ones, there was a time in history where humans were absolutely dominating and no other species needed to evolve to care to keep up with us. I mean, nowadays you could argue that evolution is not necessary for these animals to become super smart because humans like conservation, like we protect populations. But we sure didn't do that back then. Back in the day, mm-hmm. oh yeah, back in the good old days, like a million years ago, we dominated hunting. We still dominated. Yeah, we weren't like on phones talking to each other from half the way across the world. But we got as much food as we needed. Well, and humans prove- And like Go we got so much food that we knocked out species and no species evolved into us or in not into us but no species got our level of intelligence isn't that kind of interesting like we were out here absolutely dominating these species and yet the best of them can't won't wouldn't like just get good they couldn't get good and keep up with us what makes humans especially so it what makes it really gets the the it really gets the uh, bronze, the bronze over. Oh, how's the saying go? Is it brawls over bronze? No, no, bronze over brawls. I, I, like, yeah, I don't know. Smarts over smarts over strength. I'm just yeah. gonna call it that because I don't know. I don't know the analogy term. I've heard it before. Is uh, just smart always beats strong because one thing about a human, yes, if you put a naked human in front of a jaguar, it isn't winning. But if you put a but if you put a human with a gun. Who is well who's well trained with that gun in front of a jaguar they will mo chances are they will most likely be able to kill the jaguar 
And not only that, humans don't. And not only that, humans don't just outright go up in front of a jaguar. We are stealth. How we hunt is stealth. We hide. We camo ourselves with really lethal weapons that, in one shot, can take down giant beasts. And that's exactly what we do. What makes humans the dominant species of Earth is that we are smart enough. Not, even though our physical bodies are not as strong as something like a jaguar or an elephant, our brains outpower them by a bunch. That's why there's poachers. Yeah, they can kill. They they take down rhinos and they take down elephants and big and big animals like that. And it's and of course that means that as us as humans, we are stronger than all of these species because we have minds that are far beyond theirs. So how come none of their minds have evolved to compete with ours? It's because minds do not evolve. Like ideas of I mean they do, but like how come that they haven't evolved so quickly? Exactly. They've had the same amount of time as us, if not more. Sense that an atheist believes. Yeah, like how why hasn't birds evolved yeah sure birds are pretty smart i understand but how hasn't birds evolved to have the same mind as us and communicate in the same way as us in the most effective ways and it's just there's no way there's no way that we can be the only species ever that ends up being this intelligent in this amount of time because we came on later at the earth humans like, we were quite, we evolved, apparently, according to them, we evolved from monkeys, and so, or some sort of primate, chimpanzee thingy, but we evolved from those things, and yet, we were competing with those things, and we absolutely destroyed them. Like, it was GG from the, from the, like, two million years ago, and so, how haven't they evolved to match us? And, and they had... And you might be thinking, well, yeah, because we because we're not like competing directly against them. Well, we were for one point eight million years, so exactly, we aren't anymore. We aren't as much anymore. Of course, if anything, we help protect endangered species because you know why? It's our incensed morality that God gave us. So I mean, at this point, nobody can tell me that. God doesn't exist. The the, yeah. what, the the historical evidence, the science, the scientific, it doesn't contradict science as much as people think it does. It doesn't at all, actually. And not only that, and on top of all of that, just the basic logic of our morality and of the complexity of our minds and just how complex of creatures we are, it makes sense that we are God's greatest creation because we truly are. We aren't some mud person that crawled out of the mud billions of years ago and just somehow got a brain that could think and feel and that could do all these things no 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 no. that's that doesn't happen that doesn't happen a little bit of science will take you away from god a lot of science will bring you closer to him all right so yeah this is the first episode of yolf thank you so much for listening if you have you. any challenges or questions then email us at yolfpodcast at gmail.com thank you very much and we'll see you guys later and remember you only live forever you only live forever